You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations. All while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. This is Fearless Business, and this is Robin Waite. Right, so uh, welcome everybody. So this is uh, Mindset Monday. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we did the last one. I'm trying to ramp up my volume on doing these extra calls. Um, so this one is about how to get the fuck unfucking stuck. Uh, that that didn't even make any sense. So um, and uh, I have a, um, a glamorous assistant today helping me out in John Butler. Yeah, hello. Say hello, John. How are we all doing? So just to um, just to set a bit of an agenda so that everybody knows what's going on. So we're going to go until about five o'clock, John. Okay, cool. Um, now this all this all started basically because you felt a little bit stuck. Yep. And I noticed that a few other people in the group were starting to kind of get stuck on various things as well. So I set a um, trend. I so noticed it's a trend. So They're you started the trend. Yeah. <laughs> it's all your fault, John. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so basically how this is going to work. So John, I'm going to, I set a ba- I sent a basic agenda over to, to John and we're going to work through four things that you can do in order to get unfucking stuck. Okay. So we're going to go through those four things and um, John, you're welcome to, to chip in with your thoughts if any of this resonates and if necessary, um, I'm going to coach you. Does that cool. sound okay? Sounds awesome. That's what we like. Okay. So that's what it's all about. So, um, John, give us a, a 30 to 60 second pricey of what's been going on. What's been going on? Right. Um, well, obviously, uh, I think most people know me in the group, so I'm a, a restaurant consultant. Obviously, no, we don't need any of that, mate. Just dive straight in. in. What's the problem? So basically, what, what I'm doing. Um, well, basically, I think it's just that, you know, as with anything with a business, as we've all, you know, been been in business and we all have our ups and downs. I think um, I, I, I think for me it was just that things aren't moving forward potentially quick enough. And I know it's something that you've um, said to me quite a few times, Robin, I've got to slow down and not, you know, sort of keep um, racing forward. But um, I think, um, yeah, for me, it was just that I think things just seem to be, standing still and not and not moving forward so that was the biggest the biggest thing for me and it's kind of trying to get over that that kind of line that hurdle of right how do i keep it moving forward cool rather than sort of talk to me about how how did it feel being stuck it's just it's just frustrating because you kind of know i think in your mind what what it is you you need to be doing but it's kind of like do i do that or do i do that it's kind of I suppose it was trying to get the focus of actually what do I need to focus on first rather than having lots and lots of things in front of me yeah. um, that I could do, uh, but not knowing which one to actually focus on. That's it. And I think like in this day and age, like running a business, like I, I don't actually think there's ever been, this is my motivational speech, by the way, I don't think there has ever been a harder time in life to run a business because mm. like there is so much technology so many apps, so many people, so many social media, so many different businesses. There is just so much stuff that sometimes it is just nine impossible to know exactly which way to turn. And eventually like when you've got all of these different possible, possible, it's like being a, um, 
I tell you what it's like. It's like the magic roundabout at Swindon if you've never been there before, <laughs> right? It's like six <sighs> roundabouts with five mini roundabouts on each one. It's like 30 different, there's 30 different directions that you could potentially go. How many different permutations and combinations of ways about getting across the magic roundabout. And I think that's what business is like for a lot of people at times. Mm. So would you say that kind of your head is a bit like the magic roundabout at the moment, John? Um, yeah, no doubt, because like, yeah, exactly that. You're you're sort of looking in that direction and quickly having to check that direction before you go, and it, was, and it is, is exactly like that. That's probably one of the best ways of putting it. Yeah. So, but imagine though, imagine though the scenario where you've been to Swindon and you've, the first time you do the magic roundabout, it's like, I'm just going to close my eyes and fucking go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The second yeah. time you do it, you probably still close your eyes, but you've actually kind of now this time, having done it before, you've got a better idea about where you're heading. Mm-hmm. I think this is so. This is kind of like tip number one for getting unfucking stuck is, is actually stop. Mm. Okay, and just have a very quick glance over your goals and your affirmations. Okay. Because quite often we just get so caught up in the busyness of running a business and the busy world that we live in today that we lose sight of our, our purpose. We lose sight of our sense of direction, like where we're going. So it's okay just to stop and have a quick look at the map and work out which one of the magic mini roundabouts we need to go to next. Hmm. Even if it's just from an energetic perspective. So, you know, doing nothing is actually like really, really energetic when you're, when you're in that territory of like your, your head's just getting ruined by all of these different possibilities of things running around in your head, you're actually expending an awful lot of energy. Yeah, it's and taking that step back. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's taking that step back and maybe looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. So, to, so rather than sort of staying in your business, almost stepping out of your business and looking back into it. Uh, re- revisit, revisit goals. Like, look <clears> at your goals. Yeah. Like, you know, what's the one big thing? What's your vision for your business? Like, where are you heading? What's your vision for your life? Where's that going? Yeah. You know? And then basically just looking at it and going, well, actually, up until this point, uh, have, have the things that I've been doing been serving that goal or not? Mm. Um, what do I need to change? Yeah. What do I need to do differently? What do I need to do less of? Getting the focus again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's um, there's a great analogy which somebody said uh, on a podcast I was listening to the other day. It's all well and good having eight things to do on your to-do list, but they're all taking up 12.5% of your energy and your time mm. and, and your, um, your head space. And how much, what sort of results do you think you're going to get if you put 12.5% into anything? Yeah. Shit results. Mm. So it's about picking the one thing which is going to create the best possible outcome. Mm. And sometimes we, the belief systems kick in and we're like, oh, oh, but that's, that's too hard. That's, I'm, I'm afraid of doing that. What if that thing doesn't work out? I've been doing all of the things. What if this one thing doesn't work out? Well, putting 100% behind one thing rather than 12.5% behind eight things, it's, it's eight times more likely to work out. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, yeah. And we're, yeah. we're not going into it completely blind. Okay, yeah. so first thing, revisit your goals, have a look at your affirmations, make sure that they're still aligned. Make sense? 
Yep. Already done that. <laughs> so number two, number two, and I think this is really, really important, actually. I think this is where probably this is going to get uh, create a lot of clarity for people. But, and this is, this is made up of several subsections, but basically one of the things I also recommend people do is a business detox. Yep. So do you know what I mean by that, John? Oh, no, completely, yeah. So it's basically going through everything that you're doing, updating what it is you're doing, and then reviewing different aspects and then getting rid of stuff that you you know like so as we all do clutter get getting rid of the clutter um so that could be stuff obviously you've subscribed to or things that are just getting in the way that aren't like say moving you forward that could be clients could be you know sort of any number of things (laughs) that sort of you know like say get getting in that sort of way of, of of doing the work that you need to do and obviously resetting yourself so it can obviously be deep your default diary or whatever resetting that getting it all back into into alignment that's it how how often does your phone update itself oh god all the bloody time yeah why is that yeah because you constantly gotta keep updating keeping keep keep evolving so it's running it so it's not depleting the battery so it's running at optimal performance so it's got all the latest security patches on it etc etc so that you know uh, it runs faster or smoothly, etc. So, yeah. bu- business, well, humans and business actually no difference. To that we're we're kind of like well, we're, we're much more intelligent, obviously, than a mobile phone. Yep. But in terms of like doing a, a business detox, there's five things that I recommend. So, one of the first things, though, so and is, is quite pertinent. How often does a phone update itself? Relook at your offer. Mm-hmm. So relook at your product and I'd, I'd suggest doing like a business detox once a quarter. So yeah. just review your products. Like uh, I've, I've been accused in the past because people have seen me change my offer a couple of times that I do it all the time. And I'm like, no, if my offer's not serving me, why would I not change it? Yeah. If my product is not serving me, if my clients are not serving me, mm-hmm. why would I carry on serving those, that same set of clients? If, yeah. um, if, it's, like, if it's not serving you, then it won't be serving your clients, will it? Yeah, if I'm not if I'm not making enough money out of this, mm. who stands to benefit out of this? Nobody. Yeah. Okay. Completely. So, um, so first of all, we we revisit and just double check that our product and our offer are still relevant. Yeah. As a as a at the same stroke, we also go through and review our pricing. Is that still working for us? Now, actually, I think I think your consulting offer, John, is like, you know, I I think it's good. Mm you've got the breakthrough product in there in the consultation um, and you've got various degrees of like serving people. The pricing I think is right. You could get bogged down on price and think that it's price that's maybe putting people off. Yeah. But I don't think it is. No, well, I think that was one of the first things that kind of, you know, as I said to you, I think we we, we had a a turbo call, didn't we? And I said on that, I think, you know, I'd, I'd had a few inquiries and I think in my mind it was, the pricing that was stopping people because you know i'm sticking to my guns i'm not changing it Um, because because as i know it's the value that i offer and i think it was interesting enough just before we we came on today um i've actually had a conversation with somebody this afternoon um that they they, um had contacted me and you know part part of that conversation as i said i you know i've been a consultant now for nine years i know what what i'm doing what i sometimes find with prospects is that they think they know what they want 
but I know that if I offered them what they wanted, I know that it wouldn't be what they want. <laughs> and that beyond that, there's going to be a lot more that they're going to add into it. And then it's me then going back to me saying, look, actually, that's not including what I offered you as a price. So therefore, I've got to charge you more. Yeah. And I think it's it's trying to say to people, actually, do you know, what? I, because I've done this for nine years, I know I know what it is you need. Yeah, exactly. So it's me giving them, you know, that that's all part of me adding the value, you know, that that expertise to say and I think that that was one of the conversations that I'd had recently with somebody who had obviously I'd, you know told them what it what it was and they kind of came back to me saying well it's a bit more than what I was expecting and I don't really need all that and I'm kind of like saying well you tell me that now but actually two or three months down the line I know where we'll we'll be yeah and it will be that you're not you're you think you're not getting the value out of me because I'm not giving you the extra that you think that you need and therefore you'll be thinking that I'm not I'm not value to you um but actually I'm saying to you this is the price now yeah. because within that is that extra value that you're going to get if that makes sense does that does that make sense yeah it does make sense one you of know. the key things though little clue which came out of that john was you mentioned two words two months and actually yeah. it's it's the period of time typically which ends up getting people fucking stuck Hmm. because the bits of business we like or that that trigger the positive fuzzy feelings warm fuzzy feelings in our head are things Hmm. like when we get a new client when a client gets a great result when somebody replies to our facebook messages when somebody replies to our linkedin messages when we have a call that goes really well when somebody refers us so all of those things set off the positive receptors in our brains and they kind of fool us a little bit Mm. It's it's when that stuff is not happening over a period of time, which is when we start to get stuck mm. because we're not getting any of the, but the, the thing is though, and I think this is something which a lot of people forget, like business doesn't go right. If, no. if you think that every day should go perfectly in business, you shouldn't be in business. You're missing the point. Yeah. Like business, business just goes wrong. Like things go wrong like every single day. Mm. and and this is where you have to build up a certain amount of tolerance and resilience to things going wrong and part part of things going wrong part of that process is getting stuck because it's it's that jarring moment where you grow and you learn and you figure out the problem and you you drag yourself out of it Mm. pull yourself out of it you learn your way out of that problem that makes sense Oh, no, so, no, completely. No, it, it is. It's it's almost you know, you know. So to, I suppose to put it into slightly slight sort of different context. But for me, I, I go and see my chiropractor every every few months, or whatever you know, whatever it might be. But I know, it, and it's sort of a similar sort of thing. I suppose that over time, you know, I'm doing all these different things in between, and then every so often, I'll start to feel that oh. Right, it's time for me to make the call to the chiropractor to book myself in for the next appointment because I know if I carried on, then I'd get to that point where I'm totally stuck and I'll be laid out for a for a week with a bad back, and it's that kind of thing, isn't it? You sort of, it, you know, you know, every so often you've got to, like, like I say, do that reset. Yeah, and it's like every part of your life, whether it be, um, you know, your business, your personal life, or, or whatever, you know, your goals, your affirmations, and all that. You know, you don't sort of write them once when you're sort of 20 and expect them to be the same when you're 50 
that's it and I, i'm going to talk about being sort of how because you you kind of touched upon like being passive and active in business there and i'm going to come that's kind mm. of like my point number four so i'm going to come back to that <laughs> yeah um because that's quite pertinent i'm going to mm. talk about bleeding necks in a second so uh, talking about business detox. So, um, the next thing you do is you look at your client base and make sure that's still serving you. Yep. Because sometimes we can do all of this fantastic work on our product, our pricing, sales strategy, mindset, and everything else. But actually, yeah. it might be the relationships with our clients, not necessarily our clients, suppliers. Could be our partners, joint venture partners, associates, things like that. Are those still serving you? So, one of the things I always do is it's really hard. It feels like cutting off a leg but if a networking group that i've joined isn't working for me i'll leave mm. simple as that uh, one of the things i put a load of time and effort into writing blog articles and yes it's given some social proof and it's definitely got me leads but it wasn't producing as many leads as other areas of my business so mm. i just had to cut it off just had to stop yeah. not it's not getting the, as the same results that sending out 50 free copies of my book would get no. for example yeah. so looking looking at your client base doing that pain in the ass audit but not just with your clients but also with other relationships and things in your business is quite important yeah um unsubscribing from stuff i talked about networking meetings so but also any uh, any other noise that's out there so this means like unfollowing people who come up in your timeline who piss you off unsubscribing from emails that are just bombarding your inbox but you never read and they're just causing problems. So unsubscribe, put them into the junk or whatever, but unsubscribe from stuff. And I think this is the bit which people always forget is about resetting the default diary and something you mentioned earlier on, John. Um, you have a toolkit, you know, in the workbooks to go, you know, it has a, it has a blank default diary. Sometimes it's, you just wipe the slate clean and create a new default diary. Don't forget if you've, if you've gone through the process of changing up your, your product and your offer, working out whether your sales calls are working for you, the number of calls you're making, working out whether your, uh, in terms of like, you know, your client base might have changed. So when your client meetings are happening, your networking meetings and things like that, it might be just got to wipe the slate clean with the default diary and create an entirely new one hmm. because time moves on. Things have yeah. changed. Yeah. And it might be the fact that you're still trying to, do the same thing but your business has changed <laughs> so you're trying that, to work that, to the that, same that makes total diary. sense yeah yeah i can see that yeah but but all of the things that you're doing and mm. now conflicting with that old default diary yeah old john john version one we're now we're now talking about john version like 2.0 yeah all right so got the business detox. Um, I had a question for you, and this is kind of like, sometimes it's worthwhile writing this stuff down. It's fucking scary, but sometimes mm. it's worthwhile writing this stuff down. Okay, so my third point. So we've got, first of all, revisit your goals and affirmations if you're stuck. Second of all, perform the business detox. The third thing is to write down the things that are basically paralyzing you try and put it into words or you know quite often um the things that are kind of keeping you awake at night and now john don't no jokes here i know you've got a little one yeah <laughs> she's yeah. not an excuse yeah, yeah. She, she got me up last night a couple of times <laughs> but what, what is paralyzing you what is stopping you i, I think this is um this is one of probably uh, sometimes we, we've had the discussion a few times. 
that there, there isn't necessarily anything that is, and that's probably one of my problems. <laughs> um, in terms of the fact is, when I say that, is that I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not this, I've got to, you know, you know, for me, I, I have a decent base level of income um, and that, that covers, you know, that kind of keeps me, you know, happy as it were. Yeah. But my, my, but the thing is my, what's, you know, my goal is, is obviously to be earning a lot more because I want to be retiring and this that, and the other. And, um, you know, it's building up that, you know, that kind of retirement fund for me or whatever. Um, and obviously having a, you know, successful business along the way. But I think so that, you know, it's not that I have, you know, I wake up in cold sweats, sort of, you know, oh my God, you know, this, that and the other, or this isn't happening or that's not happening. Um, no, but it's pissing you off that you're not at 10k a month. It's, yeah, I, I think, yeah, if anything, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed that I'm not, earn, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, growing the sort of, you know, like I say, my, my, my sort of steady monthly income. Um, you know, I have months where... I hit it and then I've months where I don't. And it's kind of that, it's that yo-yo effect that's kind of um, for, for me at the moment, that's sort of, it, it's more a, a sort of annoyance, a sort of, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, an ache that, that yeah. sort of comes, comes every so often. It's like, oh, you know, that, that's back again. And it's, and it, and it, it yeah, it's, it's just a frustration um, because I would, I would rather it, you know, be, you know, really nice and steady, you know, steady stream of obviously leads, steady stream of clients sort of coming on board. You know, the other thing that I've, that I've had is obviously, again, we've had the conversations I have sort of the, the, the sort of clients that, you know, obviously that I do some stuff for them and then just because of circumstances, their side, so, give an example one client at the moment that i've been working with since you know sort of may last year he's still there he's not not sort of paying me kind of any money at the moment because we're waiting for the unit and because he's, he's waiting on a developer so he can open his restaurant and obviously then when he gets to that stage that's when he'll engage me again yeah it's just things like that that it's like you know you can kind of see it in the distance but it's i kind of want that kind of in now rather than sort of you know or at least i need something that's going to kind of bridge that gap in between yeah yeah there's nothing that you know like i say i'm not sort of waking up in these cold sweats and shit you know i i you know i'm i'm, I'm desperate I'm, you know but it's more just a, a a real frustration at the moment and i think that's almost that frustration is what's kind of then like you know kind of stopping me from doing things that i should be doing um you know so it's maybe that more than than anything else but yeah yeah so it's uh so this is something which i've kind of been looking at actually for me personally hmm. uh it's a bit like uh it, it sounds quite similar actually it's a bit like um have you ever seen uh, beautiful mind yes with russell crowe so where he's like it's his life's work is to solve that problem <laughs> drives yeah. himself crazy by his writing on the walls and the windows and yeah, yeah. you know these mathematical equations i think mm. i think you're kind of similar to me in the sense that it's uh like there's this there's this intellectual problem that you're trying to solve mm. and at, at the moment you can't you can't fight the the equation's not adding up mm. <laughs> it, and it's it's leaving you feeling a bit unbalanced yeah. but the the one of the things i think most people miss about a beautiful mind is that actually the enjoyment comes from the process of solving the problem, mm. not solving the problem. Do you get that? Yeah. The enjoyment comes in the process of solving the problem. Yeah. So now if we start to enjoy the process of solving that problem, there's no pressure. We're just solving yeah. the problem. Yeah. 
I will work our way through it. But yeah, I guess there's extra added satisfaction if we then get the clients at the end of it. Of course, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So I guess for you, it's let's not get to a point whereby we're not taking any action because that's not going to serve anybody. Like as long as you're out there helping people, as long as you're out there sending your books out, as long as you're out there like going through the process of solving the problem yeah. and you're helping people, you will get clients. And I think that's, again, that's the thing that a lot of people forget sometimes is that we, they focus too much on the, the sale. Like yeah. they focus too much on, they pick a number and they just get way too focused on that number mm. and it just stops you. It's just, it's no good. But it, you know, it, it's, it's important because obviously you have bills to pay and nappies to buy and things like that. But, <laughs> but ultimately it's not going to serve you by fo- just focusing on that number. I think you know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, it, and it's something that again, I, you know, I've kind of been thinking about obviously, you know, since we had our call and then, you know, I've done quite a lot of stuff in the last sort of couple of weeks um, that has kind of, you know, started me back on that process. So I know kind of where I'm sort of going. And like I say, one of it was the big, the big declutter, you know, even just down to this sort of fact of kind of clearing the desk and things like that. And yep. a load of, you know, stuff in the bin, like, right, you know, shred, whatever um, it might be. But um, I think, you know, that's been a big, a big part of it is to, you know, go right back and go, right, okay, where, you know, what what is going to be my main focus over the next sort of, sort of three months or so and not stress too much about, right, I need somebody, you know, or I need to drop a client now or I need, you know, when I say drop a client, drop a client into my, you know, business. If that, you know, so it's kind of, I'm not worried about that. I'm just focusing on putting the sort of, steps in place and the actions and following through with those actions uh, to get and get the results. I think one of the key things is like people focus on things uh, like technology and stuff like that. I don't know, time, they focus on things and, and use those as reasons why, why they're not moving forward. Mm. But that's never really the case, actually, that it's normally how we feel about stuff that stops us. That's the thing that actually paralyzes us. Yeah. So this is why I'm just going to kind of reiterate, like just every now and then just take stock. And if you're starting to get into that, uh, uh, that jarring sort of, I'm feeling stuck type mood. And I do this, yeah. I, I, the amount of stuff I write that none of you guys ever get to see. And probably it's a good thing because <laughs> I'm always challenging myself, but how I feel when I'm stuck is much more important mm. because it's actually the, the feeling which creates the fear and stops us from moving forward and working out a clear direction a clear path through the problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you write down how you're feeling about something. It's kind of like, Oh, I'm fucking frustrating. Well, frustration doesn't help anybody. (laughs) Oh, oh no, completely. No, on an intellectual level, you know, that feeling frustrated. And you're just like, you know, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll I'll take that frustration out of my desk and I'll clear my desk. And now, now my desk is clear. Now I'm still fucking frustrated. And it's kind of like, really you've got to delve a bit deeper into that that emotion, that feeling that's like paralyzing you basically. Mm. And sometimes it's okay just to say, do you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to give the time to this feeling. I'm just I actually, how I'm not going to, I'm not going to serve this feeling. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, I'm going to acknowledge it. And then I'm just going to go and sit down and chill out for 10 minutes. Mm. Clear my mind. Yeah. And, and not let the desk or the, 
the lack of clients coming back to me or the fact that people aren't leaving reviews or the fact that it's <coughs> gone wrong or whatever it is. I'm not going to let those things stop me. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, it's a, it's a signal for me just to go and take 10 minutes and just sit down and chill out and figure mm. this thing out. Yeah. The, the, the final thing though is, um, and I think this is where, um, again, this is going to hopefully help a lot of people, but, um, so John, imagine, imagine a scenario. You've been cooking up something nice in your, um, in your kitchen and you have some horrific but totally weird accident and you end up slashing your neck open with a knife right Mm -hmm. and and you 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 now know where have you got to go john where do i where do i have to go where would you go if you had Mm. if if your neck was bleeding where would you if you well it depends on on the uh, state of service really you know if uh, if you've got a restaurant full of people then you use the gaffer tape um but if not then you go to any there we go. So, so yeah. So you you you'd wrap some gaffer tape around it. You probably wouldn't carry on with service. You'd probably give your sous chef, you know, a bit of a heads up. Oh, and then don't know. Don't to know. To get some stitches. We're hard in character with chefs, you know. <laughs> but imagine, imagine if, like, you're looking at that gaffer tape, going, oh, uh, gaffer tape's a bit manky. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm not really sure. And your sous chef's just going, just put the fucking gaffer tape on. And you go, no, I can't do it. It's, it's too dirty. It'll just get, end up getting infected. Meanwhile, you're still blood gushing out of your neck. Yeah. So you're kind of, you've got this thing which is stopping you that you know is going to help you, yet you mm. don't take action because it's not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the, pro- again, the process of paralyzing analysis paralysis is a bit like that. It just, it stops us from like using any of the tools that are around us. Mm. Because we just go, I can't do it. Oh, well, just I can't do it. It's, it's similar in a vein to um, people who buy books and put them on the shelves and then think that by some magical sort of form of osmosis, they're going to absorb all the useful stuff in that book without ever fucking reading it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, it's a similar sort of vein to that, a bleeding neck, basically. Yeah. And you've yeah. got all these people running around in the streets, you know, the mm. business world with bleeding necks, they need your help, John. Yeah. No. Nope. It's not just you, but there's other no. people out there also with bleeding necks and they yeah. need your help. They need you to yeah. turn up with some gaffer tape. Yeah. Fucking help them. Yeah. Yeah, they're and, too too kind of proud. I think I think one one part and I think what you know might help like I say some some of the people who are listening to this is that and this is something that I've I've done and I'm actively now sort of putting putting into action, is that I, I think one thing I was doing is I, I was doing exactly that over analysis. And I think this is some times where people do get a little bit hung up. You may you may agree or not agree with me on this one, Robin. But for me, I think, you know, obviously we talk a lot about, you know, your your avatar and this, that and the other. But I think sometimes we focus too much on that rather than just send out like I say, if you do marketing, you know, one thing that I'm doing at the minute is putting together, I've put a sales letter together, which you've seen and stuff. And my next process is just to send that out. And I think one thing I was doing too much on is almost doing too much analysis on who am I going to send that to rather than just going, do you know what? Just send it. That's and it. if they come back to me, then great. And if they don't, then, then it doesn't matter. And it's just, I, I, because like you say, you know, I, I could look at a business and it's, I suppose it's maybe sometimes we look at a business and think, do you know what, that, that business is great. Or, you know, in fact, actually, um, you know, I was talking to Chris out with, out with Thomas the other day about it and he um, was saying, oh, John, you need to speak to these people. You need to speak to these people. And when I kind of look, you know, I look at the business, well, I know, but I'm pretty sure their business is all right. But actually you think, do you know what, maybe their business isn't okay, but they're not, you know, on the outside it looks okay. 
because I suppose that's it, isn't it? It's a bit like Facebook. On everybody on Facebook is having an absolutely amazingly wonderful life, you know, because they only yeah. show you the great stuff, don't they? Yeah, you know, people the don't put the good stuff on Facebook. Do they? <laughs> you know? If everybody actually had a life like Facebook, then we'd all be, you know, bloody, you know, sort of amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but I think that's the thing, isn't it? So I think sometimes we overanalyze maybe who we are going to approach is almost like, no, no, that person doesn't. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody might just need a bit of guidance or helping hand. And I, I would just say to people, don't, don't be afraid to just approach even the ones that you think they don't necessarily need your help or want your help or whatever it might be, or, you know, could use your services because you just never know they might, because everybody, you know, whatever it is you do, I'm sure at some point could potentially need that. I think the key thing is like is take some kind of activity. Like even if somebody turns around and goes to you and says, "Well, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't want I don't want your help." Yeah. Like fine, let them run around like a headless chicken. Not well, not headless. Hopefully, yeah. their neck injury wasn't that bad. But like, <laughs> let them run around with a bleeding neck, and then yeah. eventually they'll bleed out, and they'll wonder yeah. why it didn't work out for them. But it, it's this process of like being more just being doing something, being active. It doesn't matter how small it is. Even if you pick up that book and read one page. Mm. like you're still going to know more probably hopefully if, if you pick yeah. the right page you're still going to yeah. know more than you did before you picked up that book yeah definitely even even if you pick it up read the page and go oh that's a load of bollocks yeah you you now know that that, that page was a load of rubbish and it's not going to serve you uh, it's a bit like um if, you, if you're stuck on a piece of software just sign up to something even if it ultimately ends up being the wrong thing just mm. sign up and do it and and then you can come running to me with your bleeding neck and I'll say, don't worry, it's all going to be fine. I'll patch you up. This is, this is actually how we should do it. But it's, it's the process of just doing just a little bit, just pick up, you know, it's like picking up the, <laughs> 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 it's, it's a bit, bit like picking up a book. And if you, if you turn to the wrong page, it's like, oh, well, I'm on the wrong, you know, you wouldn't start a book from the back. You yeah. go to the front. There's like ways of doing things, but yeah. not everybody knows, not everybody knows how to read a book. You know, for ages, right? For ages, I was so focused on building a million pound a year business. That's where I was like, I'm going to have a million pound a year agency. Million pounds a year. That'll define me. That'll make me this superhuman, like, marketing agent guru. I can go out there and I can tell everybody how amazing I am. And um, just drove me absolutely mental. Do you know how many seven-figure businesses there are? No. As a percentage of all the businesses. Yeah, probably very small. 0.6% 0.6% of businesses ever make it to seven figures. Yeah. Right. So I was like, well, I, I've just narrowed my chances right down to like 0.6. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. actually if I just shoot for a quarter of a million pounds, like 300 K nice little lifestyle business yeah. of which about 10% of business, I've just, I've just opened up my opportunity by a factor of 10. I've just yeah. given myself 10 times the better chance of like achieving success. No. You just have to redefine success. You can have a quarter of a million pound business that could actually be making more profit yeah. than a 10 million or a 20 million or even a 50 million pound business. Bingo. You know, it so is, some, sometimes we just have to redefine our goals and then take little actions to get towards those goals. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I think, and, and I think that's, you know, and exactly, you know, it is, I, I you know, I, I've had a client um, that you know, I've worked with for years and, the amount of times I've said to him about whether it be sending out marketing material or whatever it might be, I'd just be, I would just be saying to him, just, you know, because he is one of these perfectionist people, won't 
send anything unless it is absolutely perfect and he's done this and done that and had this done into it and i'm just like the amount of times to to, to send something because if you send something you'll get something back yeah then if you send nothing and and it's taken a you know sometimes a fair few sort of you know strong words which is like just just get it you know get it fucking sent out because if you don't then, then, then you, you know, we're going to have the same conversation next week, and you're not going to be having, you know, you, you're going to be no closer. And and when he has done stuff, even if it's had, you know, there used to be a trick. You know, obviously back in, the, you know, back in the day when we had, you know, you had fax machines. You know, yeah. Send just send like the second page of the fax machine. You know, referring to the first page, and then people have come back to you saying, "Oh, actually, I didn't get the first page." <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's just sometimes just that sort of thing, you know. Send an email without the attachment because, believe you me, they'll send they'll email back going, "Oh, you didn't you didn't put the attachment on." Well, do, you know, you, do you know? Do you know? Ten percent of um, public sector offices still have a fax machine in them. <laughs> believe that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I wonder if there's a modern day equivalent of that that you could do. Well, like I, I say, it's, it's send the email without the attachment. You know, well, like uh, I sent out. I've just created a two-page lead magnet, right? Talking about um, pricing and uh, and like the, the the steps I take people through on pricing mindset. And um, somebody wrote back and said, "Just two pages, Robin. This is short for you." Like, <laughs> hey, how's business going? Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come back. No, to me. But that's it. You you start a conversation because, like I say, send send a you know if you send out a, you know I don't know like an email a, a mail out with a you know, broken link in it, you know, you, people either, people either send an email back saying, oh, the link didn't work, you know, oh, well, there you go, you've opened up the conversation, here's the, here is actually the link, you know, do it on purpose. Um, you know, <laughs> some people go, oh, well, that looks unprofessional, but, you know, you'd be surprised that you'll actually get probably more response to that than a perfect email. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Makes little, sense. Cool. Little so, <laughs> John, but, but the key is it's about being active and, and i totally get that you know it's it. doing doing the action something's better than nothing well i i was um i was talking somebody through again like 70 10 too earlier on they're like oh my god I, there's no way i can call 70 people a day i was like cool just get up and do one yeah you'll probably find that once you've done one you'd be like oh well i'll just do a couple more and then next thing you know you've done like 50 yeah well if you do one if you do two then you've just doubled your action yeah absolutely you know so like I said, it's about, we, we redefine our goals, redefine our actions. Mm. We can do that regularly. You don't have to just do that like on a quarterly basis, you know, in the, yeah. in the detox, you can do, you can do that regularly. If you're struggling with something, just, Hey, how can I, what, this goal isn't working for me. I'll just pick, pick a different goal. Yeah. It's a bit easier that I can actually do, or I can do today. And yeah. That's how you go with it. Cool. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel less, less stuck. <laughs> no de- definitely and obviously you know i've got you know well i'm, I'm going away now for a week so um i'll, I'll have a bit of time to uh t- take it all in redefine a lot of that stuff and then be you know back to it cool gang if you're listening like just pop pop in like one key takeaway that you've got from the call and so whilst I'm waiting for those comments to come in, so the four steps that you need to take if you're feeling stuck, four steps. So revisit your goals and affirmations. Second one, go through and do your business detox. And I'd recommend doing this at least quarterly. So update your offer, review your pricing, do a pain in the ass factor audit, unsubscribe from everything, 
and reset your default diary to make sure it's serving you. Make a list. So write down, this is the third thing, write down all of the things that are paralyzing you. But feelings, not things, not actual things, physical things. I mean, actual feelings that you're experiencing when you feel paralyzed or stuck or whatever it is, the things that are keeping you awake at night and start looking at those. Not, not the, the tangible thing that's presented, that appears to be, it's like smoke and mirrors. It appears to be presenting the problem and stopping you. And then finally, make sure you're active. Don't be passive. So if you've got a bleeding neck, put something on it, even if it's gaffer tape. I love that analogy, John. I'm going to use that, John. Is that okay? No, yeah, no, no. It's, it's, it's the you know the one the one key part of the uh, first aid kit in a kitchen. You know, gaffer tape. tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe you me, it, it works. It's it's a lot better than blue plasters. Trust me. <laughs> you know, wrap enough of that stuff around it will not it, it will not be coming off. I was going to say tin foil <laughs> or something like that. My dad once told me that if, he said if ever you see somebody's like been like a big laceration he said use a credit card oh yeah, yeah. hold it hold a credit card on it because they're bendy and flexible and you can kind of get a really good seal apparently yeah. he also I, this is totally in a, i'm actually i don't know if i should tell this story he used to be <laughs> in the police force in essex and he said that he arrived at a um traffic accident bearing in mind this is back in like the 1960s yeah and a guy had come off his motorbike and um slashed his uh Oh, what is it? The big vein that is in in the inside of your leg. I can't remember what it's called. And uh, apparently the blood was squirting about 15 foot up in the air. And dad had to stand with his heel because it's the only way he could get enough pressure on it. His heel and this guy's groin for half an hour whilst they waited for an ambulance to arrive. (laughs) So heels, you can use gaffer tape, credit cards or your heel. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's to say it's it, it, you know we we it's it's not of anything you've you've got to be um, set up right you know you, you know take go back to that kitchen manager when whenever we're you know if you're putting together anything you you've got to be well organised well set up and and have everything right um, before you kind of can move move forward and you can't if you're not prepared then it doesn't it doesn't work so i think that's well yeah but then like i said analysis paralysis if you haven't got that one key thing and that just stops you from doing anything then yeah, no, no, you know no. so little little actions are helpful but also preparation is helpful yeah. cool. sam yeah. said resonated with all of it having started tackling my block this afternoon i'm enjoying it now awesome good work sam simon says simon says that's why super glue was invented yeah excellent i didn't know that that's a, another fact of the day um the business detox is a great idea. Something I need to do more regularly. I think we all do. Um, I make it a habit now. I try not to tinker with my products too much, but everything else, you know, gets some attention. My products still get attention. Uh, great advice. Thank you. Awesome. Let's wrap up there. Okay. Brilliant. Cool. Thank, you. Thank you, John. Appreciate you um, putting yourself forward for that. That's all right. Being no a guinea pig and opening. Well, up. yeah, I wouldn't really say I'd, I'd put myself forward. <laughs> it was more you, you said to me, Shut you're going to be on a call on Monday. <laughs> nobody knows that <laughs> now, now they all think that they're, they're all just going to get forced to do stuff they don't uh, want to do no i don't to be fair, I, I you know at the end of the day I'd, if it helps if it helps people then i think that's the key because i think it is it's you know obviously you know even you you sort of said you know you 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 sort of get stuff we all do you know and then the day and i've been in business and I've, I've been running my own business um since i was 23 now so you know it'll be like 19 years this year and even even after doing that for 19 years and obviously I've, I've gone through various different um, businesses but 
it, you know, it, it's it's not that you know it all. And I, and I bet there is even, you know, even you probably your Richard Bransons and all these sort of people probably still have a, have a similar sort of. Um, oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like you know, and, and because it, 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 I think it is. It's just as you say, we get clogged up. You know, we go. You know, we we get over, overwhelmed and over sort of done on everything that's kind of slowing us down. And um, yeah, you just got to, like I say, reboot. And yep. uh, go, don't go, go running around with a with a bleeding neck. Go and get some no. help. No, definitely. Okay. So, no, much appreciate that, mate. And obviously, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll speak soon. Awesome. And I'll see if any more comments come up that I can help with, I'll, 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 you know, obviously reply to those as well. So if anybody. Awesome. Thanks, John.